0: Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Summerhair-Bashinsky, and I have with me today our great friend of the show, Ted Kabytis. Say hi there, Ted. Hello. Ted and I were just discussing before the show, uh, and I, I, he might not want to tantalize you, but there was this tantalizing thing we were talking about. It was the possibility of a rank tracker and you said something about you're gonna do it differently. Can you just tantalize us a little bit about maybe what you might be planning?
1: Well, uh, in the past, uh, when I tried to use rank trackers, it often didn't work out for me when I would go off the shelf, Uh, mainly because the rank trackers couldn't handle the scale I needed to operate at, or they were cost prohibitive because of their model, uh, or they, have the the classic design problems where they give you rankings and they sprinkle in API data and hope the magic happens. So you spend a ton of time collecting information and it's not very actionable and it's not very insightful. So as a result of that, I ended up creating my own custom tools. And so I would create completely different kinds of rank trackers and they wouldn't be like anything that's on the market because what's on the market, they're trying to use a rank tracker to be like an audit tool and to explain why things rank. <laughs> right. But that's, that's not what a rank tracker needs to be. The yeah. rank tracker needs to excel at telling you how things changed. And when you make that, uh, distinction and perspective then you can start getting this amazing information that's highly actionable and gives you insights about your keyword space and the moves being made within that space right. and i want to bring that tool to market and okay. so i'm building that up
0: Okay, folks, so that that was very tantalizing. (laughs) You tantalized us. Uh, So, folks, you heard it here first. If you want, so, of course, for for you guys who don't know who I am or who Ted is or what this show is about, let me just give you a little preamble first. So the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show is, quite frankly, the finest SEO show on YouTube uh, because we use the most scientific methods. We use both single variable experiments to prove all of our uh, assertions and theories as to what a ranking factor is. And we have independent confirmation of the single variable experiments through five or six separate testing groups over two uh two major groups my white hat versus black hat skype group and this the sco intelligence agency the sia skype group as well and we've done it's to this point well over 400 tests to prove what ranking factors are and what they are not that and we're also using the core software which this guy down here somewhere on the bottom of your screen ted he is the author of that software and he uses a very powerful uh, correlation scientific method which is able to tell him with uh, very high degrees uh, levels of certainty what are ranking factors in your specific niche so for example you put in a keyword uh DUI, uh lawyer los angeles and he would tell you uh you'd check over 500 factors and he'd check to see uh, over a thousand sites and 500 factors and he'd check to see what's correlating with page one and what is not correlating with page one he'd draw you a nice graph showing you you know, to to not use this factor because as you approach page one, this this goes down, and to use this factor because you approach page one, it goes up, and it gives you very strong correlative information. Coupled with our single variable experiments, it is the atom bomb of SEL, and that's why our knowledge is superior to everybody else. Quite frankly, I don't see anybody else in the industry doing anything like this. If you're out there, come on the show, debate with me. Come on the show, I'd love to talk with you. But until such time, we know the most. <laughs> I keep saying that every week and no one ever takes a plus on up on our offer. And that is also why it's so exciting when Ted says he wants to build something because he's a master software writer. Uh, he used to work for very big IT companies in the past. I'll just leave it to Ted if he wants to mention who or what that was. And uh, he knows how to program. And so if he's going to come out with a rank tracker, because the interesting thing, Ted, actually about that tool that, that you just sparked in me just from this conversation, not even the pre-conversation, is that... I realize I'm doing everything you're talking about manually in search console. When I make a change using Page Optimizer Pro, which is uh, a good another friend of the shows Kyle's tool that he used based off of research to make on-page changes and the the, the results are astounding. You get like 30 30 position shifts up uh, 90% of the time, you know, or at least you always get a, a shift up the vast majority of the time. Because of his uh, advanced single variable experiments he's been doing and we've been doing in uh, in uh, on-page ranking factors. You know, the ranking factors that Google says are not important anymore? They are. General rule of thumb, if Google says it's not important, it usually is. They're trying to throw you off the track. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. And, uh, and I go to Search Console, and, and of course, it, what it's doing is it doesn't just bring you up or down for one single keyword, as you know. It'll bring you up or down for like a family of keywords. And so you have to track like 20 different uh, ranking positions. And so I'm doing this manually and trying to see, okay, well, this has gone, you know, gun shows 2018 has gone up, but gun show 2018 has gone down. And like, what's going on? What's going on with the semantic latent indexing and, and why well, the fabric of all, all of our keywords in our LSI, why has these queries gone up? But these two have gone down and I want these to go up too. So I have to check this manually and it takes me a lot of time to check hundred different keywords and a keyword clusters where they're going If you had some kind of ranking tool that could do that automatically and could warn you hey, you know This has gone up. This has gone down uh, It would sure as heck make my life a lot easier So I fully applaud this rank tracker if you want to get this rank tracker folks from Ted put in the chat uh, uh, Put in the comments down at the bottom of the video. Yes rank tracker, please Uh, uh, I was checking a previous video from a few weeks ago and a lot of people did ask for the local Quora. Oh, no Ted's gone (laughs) Oh, he came back (laughs) Uh a lot of people, I don't know if you heard me, Ted, because cause you got scared at all the all the all the rank tracker you need to build now and you left. <laughs> uh you're still muted there, buddy. But a few weeks ago everybody asked for a local Quora and, and you're still doing Cora 3.2, uh 3.92, I believe you're at now. So 3.94.
1: Yeah.
0: point 3. ah so you're you're two versions ahead. So you've got a lot of work to do. If 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 the indication of what everybody wants here is if is is uh makes any sense to you. You've got a lot more programming to do, so so get get to work. <laughs> what are you doing on my show? Get get back to programming. No, no, no. Stay on the show. Stay on the show. Okay. So as I said, this is the uh, White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. If you have any SEO questions and you're watching on YouTube, on the top right hand side, just over here, you should see a chat box. Please ask any SEO questions that you might have. If you don't mind, you see how bland I am with these big Coke bottle glasses. Please put a number of asterisks by the. Um, by the uh uh that was the wrong way it's over here i guess i just realized my playback is putting normally here we go please put a bunch of asterisks beside the uh, question so i can see it with my with my blind eyes my blind old eyes and uh okay so today what's on the show today i have a special kind of uh presentation for you guys and uh, i want to now i want to whet your appetite a little bit about stuff that's coming down the pipe So uh, for those of you who don't know, I offer a number of SEO services, all the way from client services, uh, full audits on sites, which are guaranteed if you follow the audit to get you to page one, guaranteed. That's how confident we can be in our SEO theory is that we can make guarantees. Um, And I have a mentorship program as well. The mentorship program is more of an educational kind of program. It's a bit more entry-level priced. And uh, for that group, my mentorship group and my apprentice group, Uh, who does free work for me, Uh, next week uh, and every month after, actually, the fourth Thursday of every month, I'm going to be offering uh, a private course only for my mentors, uh, for my mentorees, uh, an SEO 101 course, Thursday afternoons, I think around 2 p.m. Pacific. And I just want to give you a sense of what I'll be going through and what you'll be missing if you don't join the course. Uh, So let me show you. So, So this is a bit of a freebie, a little bit of a giveaway of some of the stuff but there's way more that's going to be in the course because I want to give a little bit away to my, my regular viewers, but I don't want to give it all away so that the mentories, you know, why do I bother paying you for giving away for free kind of a deal. Of course, there's more in the mentorship program than just this course. You get to ask me questions. There's a Skype group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you get weekly meetings of the test results as well. But here's what the SEO 101 course is going to kind of encom- uh, en- encompass. Here's just some tidbits, just some, some little teasers that what, what I'm going to have in there. So I'm going to go through essentially my audit document. My audit document is is really kind of my SEO bible, um, and it's it's the kind of template I use that I base every I base every, uh, I base every um, um, SEO audit I do, and all of my SEO processes are based off of my audit. If you don't have a good SEO audit to start, then you are in trouble because you could try throwing links at something or building something up and you have some technical or quality problems you didn't even realize, and you will never get anywhere. So it's a huge problem. Uh, Oh, already, Peter from Poland has asked, said, yes, said, yes, rank tracker. So you already have one request for the rank tracker there, Ted. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so here's just some some snippets here. Here's some different uh, ones I'm going to go through from my my audit document. And I'm going to be going through my entire audit document, and that's going to be the basis of my SEO 101 course next Thursday at 2 p.m. If you Want to join that wait till the end of the show and I'll I'll give you information how you can join that But here's some of the information you'll learn. So here's the first thing I break it down into major and minor issues And that's how you should do any kind of SEO audit in my opinion and the first thing I do is I gotta remind you here that um, Google is moving to mobile first indexing. They're already moving over and uh, It's not a double index. It's a single index It's not the mobile first index. It's mobile first indexing. And I just need to warn everybody that this could be a possible ranking issue on a number of, in a number of ways, right? So basically, if they're changing their mobile agent over to to mobile, they're they're changing their crawling agent over to mobile, and it'll get the mobile version of your site. If you have an m.site, however, that is on a separate URL, you could have huge problems, theoretically speaking, in that your links may not be counted. You might not have the same content. So basically, you should just be checking to make sure that all of your um, mobile factors are the same. And here's another thing that I I just need to point out uh, for the mobile first index is that um, although I hate AMP uh, because it, it is it's not completely a Google proprietary technology. You know, Facebook has an AMP as well. But essentially in the SEO world, it is a kind of Google proprietary uh, 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 technology. And although I hate it that Google kind of owns your content, you put your content on Google, at the same time, it is super fast and it, is, it does seem to get some kind of secondary ranking benefits. Although Google keeps maintaining there is no primary benefit. And in our single variable testing, we keep seeing that there is no, there is no primary benefit. But I think there's a benefit from speed. So the loading times are like one to two seconds. So if you can go AMP on, like, text pages, on info pages, it doesn't really work very well on e-commerce pages or at least shopping cart pages. And if you can go AMP, if you can't get your responsive design down to one to two seconds, you might want to go AMP. And so that might be a way to go. Also, it's a very good idea when you're checking those things to check to see if how your mobile experience is going on and to make sure your mobile experience is going on because you could be missing out on... Uh, you know tons and tons of traffic because your mobile design is not set and you think everyone's just searching desktop in your niche But they're not Because uh, you'd be surprised that how big mobile searching is getting Google threw out stats like over 50% of their searchers are now on mobile So that could be a lot of people filtering down to you that you're missing. So that's another thing you should be checking So again, these are just some tidbits. These are not in order. There's just some 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 tidbits from my, my SEO 101 course that I would be uh, going through and my, that my audit I that I would be going I'll be going through next Thursday Not tomorrow but a week tomorrow. So internal bounce. Here's another one that people a lot of people miss is that in 2012 they released a panda patent and they talked about a number of hops and that's how you would determine a organic quality score and Again, this is just something to check for and it's also something to check for for conversions Whether or not Google is actually using this, it'd be hard to test, but they they, they did release the the Panda patent and then uh, uh, suddenly a lot of people's uh, rankings were having trouble with this new uh, rolling Panda that they have going on. And uh, I did test traffic to a page, and I know for a fact they are tracking traffic to a page and the, the general sentiment of that traffic. But this is good to fix alone just for conversion problems. So let me tell you how it works. So if they go, for example, let me just uh, stop sharing this screen. Let me start sharing another one here. Uh, yeah, I'll do this one here. So if I share this screen here, let me just show you what a bad search result would be in terms of internal bounds. So let's say I did this search and I go down here to this page and I click this one and I'm like, uh, I don't like this one, I go back, I click this one, and I'm like, oh, I don't like this one, I go back, and then I click uh, this one, and I stay on this page, and then I convert, I add to cart, and I convert. This page here, this one that I'm on right now, is the one that's going to get the good quality score. All the other ones I bounced off of, according to that patent, uh, are going to have a terrible quality score. This one's going to get the win. The other ones are going to get no points or they might even get minus points. And here's another problem. So that's the, that's the first problem. Here's the other problem. Let's say I'm on this site and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I like this. I click this. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I like this. I click this. Like, I don't know. I go back to this page. I go back to this page. I can't find what I'm looking for. I'm just bouncing around the site. This also is a terrible quality score uh, according to the 2012 panda patent every hop you, the user takes on your site they go from here to here to here to here every time they go and do another hop on your site it's like minus 10% the quality score is like page rank it's like out of 100 so if i went and just converted on the first page that'd be a quality score of 100% the best interaction as far as google is concerned is here let me go back a bunch and, and show you the best interaction as far as Google is concerned is I do some kind of a search I click on the page I uh, this is not good if this is a 301 or, or not a product involved I, I let's say I click convert and I convert on the same page that's it a one-page answer is the absolute best result as far as Google can tell through clicks the more hopping around I do the worse it, it looks to them and the harder time they have at telling that you're actually helping the user in finding what they're looking for. So again, this is has to do with conversions. This has to do with making sure you're terminating the search, uh, which I, we believe has a, a, an SEO factor. And even if it doesn't, it is a conversion factor for you. You need to be converting as quick as possible and, and get rid of the click bleed. So this is a, an SEO factor that I'm I'm willing to to put my name on, even though I have not tested it, even though I just bragged about having tested all the things I talk about. This is one of them that I haven't because it would be hard to do in a contro- controlled environment, although not impossible. Uh, but um, I still talk about it because these are going to – fixing this is going to boost your conversion. You don't want people hopping around your site a lot. So that's why I recommend this one. Uh, And there's more logic like this built into the audit and built into my course. Here's another one that people don't often realize. What, What causes a low crawl level? Well, after 20 years of research and some testing, I can tell you with some authority that this is what factors into a low crawl level. It's server speed versus the freshness of your content. When was it updated and how often does it update versus the quality. So I do hundreds of audits a year. And so this is kind of an anecdotal uh, viewpoint from me. But basically, you want your low crawl rate in Search Console to be about 10% of your high crawl rate. It's on the sites where, let's say, uh, your, your high rate is 3,000 and your low rate is 0 or 10. That's when I start seeing quality issues. And it's like, Google, why is Google not wanting to come back to this site? Is it because the content never changes? Or is it because the server speed sucks and or they have quality issues? And again, that's another piece of evidence I would go, this isn't like the smoking gun evidence. This is like a a, a corroboratory evidence. I would go to check the server speed and or I would go to check quality. And when I notice the crawl levels are low and there's a quality problems, then I have a much better idea of what's going on that site. Or I notice that the crawl levels are low and there's a server speed issue Again, that's when I start to know what's going on, on this site and what kind of things you should be fixing, where you should be focusing your attention in terms of technical and quality issues that you need to fix before you can even move on to going and fixing uh, 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 links or on-page. So that's a major diagnostic kind of uh, tool I use, a major kind of diagnostic uh, process I use based on on 20 years of experience and a lot of research and experiments I also of course take a look at, at backlinks I will be talking completely about the kind of suspect backlinks I look for when you should delete them when you should not delete them what kind of links you need to get where you need to get them how much they should cost the frequency you should get them at the anchor text you should be using I will cover all that in this course and I cover all that in my audit as well looking at your actual backlinks but I will cover all all this in the course uh, coming up uh, week uh, Thursday, and every month I'll be running this course. So if you don't want to do it this month, you can do it the next month. I plan to run this course every month for my mentor, for people in my mentor program. Uh, okay, so there's also um, some more information about speed. I will go through. I'll show you the testing I use. But here's a little freebie I want to give out for you. If you're having a lot of the time, a lot of the reason why the time to first bite. Sorry, let me back up. There's two factors in speed that you have to worry about. There's the time to first byte, and then there's the render time it takes to paint the page. The time to first byte can be a killer, because we have tested this, and it does make a difference in ranking. I also personally tested the, the, the processing time of how long it t- t- takes to paint the page, and that is also a, a direct ranking drop as well. Whether you have traffic or not, I've proven this through three or four tests. We added in we just grabbed random CSS and JS from walmart.com and other other huge uh, You know huge websites and we just pulled it into a page and called it and we just made it slowed the page paint down, uh slowed the page paint time down by 8 to 20 seconds and that page tanked and it didn't come back until we removed it and it took weeks to come back so it's both time to first byte that can be an issue and the paint time as well. Kyle from SIA was the, was the one kind enough to test time to first bite, and it did shove the page down a few a few spots on his single variable test, where there was no traffic, no links, no content, nothing else changing, no social, nothing going on. These are completely single variable, isolated environments that we use for testing, and we have never seen the real world violate our single variable tests, ever. So we, t- we can trust our, our uh, testing environment Uh, We have we have dozens of servers that we run over time and we let the pages normalize And so we're very sure about our results and when we're not sure we'll tell you or say, you know We need to run more tests. We're not entirely sure about this. It's not perfectly conclusive But this speed test was so if you need to reduce your time to first byte, Here I can recommend it's often the DNS server That's not responding quickly as I'm sure all of you know if you want to be SEOs You should know about uh, web ecology and how this all works when you, when a user makes a request of a web page, uh, a request gets sent off to a, a, a DNS server, a domain name server, and resolves the domain name you've requested with the IP address that that content is actually hosted on. The DNS servers sometimes can take a quarter second, but sometimes it can take up to a full second to answer. And that means that your browser is just sitting there waiting, and it's not the fault of the website you're trying to go to, it's the fault of the DNS servers that that web server that the website is on is using. So this DNS Made Easy is usually a really quick uh, DNS. Uh, it usually responds under five point five seconds. If you're having trouble with your time to first byte, check. It could be your DNS uh, service. And so you want to fix that as quickly as possible. And also, uh, people have recommended Liquid Web as hosting. It's very fast hosting. It's a little bit more expensive. But if you're having trouble finding good hosting it's another host I can recommend there. So that's a good freebie That's a good to take away from for you guys Okay in my uh, SEO 101 course and also in my audit document I will include all of the local factors that I look for hat tip to Ted Who uh, gave me a big huge list that he's been using for local for a while And I've been testing that and using that and that was actually really good as well so here's just some top seven tips you need to look at when you're doing local Remember to to rank in the map pack, you need local signals. There, There are different signals above and beyond the information signals. So the number one, the number one ranking factor. Actually, I don't even list here. It's geographic location. That's the number one local ranking factor is geographic location of you relative to the searcher. However, that being said, you can't unless if you've already chosen where your business is, then you've already set that. If you haven't, make sure you buy a business. A buy uh, an office in the center of your demographic location you want to serve because it, it is the biggest ranking factor for local. However, other than that, the biggest ranking factor really that you can modify, in my opinion, is reviews and ratings. Reviews and ratings are always the best one to get. You always want five, four to five stars, in my opinion, or more, and you want them anywhere and everywhere, preferably from real-aged Google accounts or Facebook accounts or whatever they are, you can incentivize or buy them. You can tell your customers that if they liked your services or product, to give you a good rating on Google. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You can tell all your friends and family to go give you a good rating on Google. Josh, can I chime
1: in on this one? Please. <clears throat> um, bad reviews aren't always bad. Like in online retail, you'll you'll get you know one and two star reviews on things like apparel, where people will say, you know, I ordered a medium but you know, it fit like a, and those reviews don't really hurt the sales. They set the expectation of the customer to know that it, it size is a bit small. And if there are quality problems with your product, it's a feedback loop so that you can find out and stop selling those or pick better products. And uh, the other thing about the reviews is you can't have all four and five star reviews. Google's gonna look at the frequency distribution of your reviews and if they're skewed, they're gonna deny them from showing. So you need to have data that at least looks authentic and that means you're gonna have one and two star reviews.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, no, I agree totally with the first part you said. Yeah, sometimes a, a bad-looking review is not a bad review. It's an opportunity to change. It's an opportunity to, to get feedback on your products and services, for sure, 110%. I agree with that. Um, yeah, and definitely if you're getting some some negative reviews or off-color reviews in there, you should for sure respond to them. Uh, show, show the world that you're responsive. Show the world that you're you're a, you're a good company and that you, you want to deal with the problem. If there's a problem. Um, one time, uh, there's a restaurant close to me here, and I gave them a really bad review because it was just a terrible experience, and uh, and they, they they did the right thing. They responded to me right away and gave an email address and said, "Hey, we're super sorry you had a bad meal, and that that even though your wife asked for gluten free, we served her gluten and she was sick all night." You know, uh, you know here here's an email. Please come in for free food. You know, they tried to do their best to to deal with that problem. Uh, and so you know, that's a good thing that they did that. Um, uh, and so I, I totally agree with that. I I agree what you're saying, the logic of of not always having you can't have all five star reviews. Let's put it that way.
1: Well it's a it's an actual enforced rule with Google. If if you're an online store and you have no one or two star reviews, they will they will actually post errors in your search console and say that you can't, you know, you you're missing data, your data's skewed. And they'll prevent your schema from appearing in the search results. That's
0: interesting. That's interesting. I yeah, I've never seen that myself personally in uh, in Search Console, but I, I I would of course totally believe what you say. Um, I so my 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 question is, I wonder exactly where that threshold is. Like, could you give yourself a few three reviews and then that would be okay?
1: You know, I, I think it depends how much data you have. Like if you only sell two products, then what can you do? Yeah. Uh, but with the retailer I was at, we had 25,000 products, and they can't all be winners. I right.
0: <laughs> they can't all be fantastic, right. Yeah, so, I mean, watch your search console for that error. That's very important. Um, Here's a big one that, that uh, people don't really seem to get in that – I would never recommend you get directory uh, listings or directory links, but quite frankly, it does seem like you need some kind of local citations and local citations do seem to help in local ranking, but you have to be very, very selective in the local citations you go for. In my opinion, I would be much more careful than the run-of-the-mill person usually is. Um, you know, I'm talking like I would prefer to have more what I'm talking down here about like be listed on the Better Business Bureau, Yelp, Zagat, Facebook, Amazon, all those places, as opposed to like Josh's Josh's business directory for Winnipeg, Manitoba, you know, that has a hundred links on a page. And, you know, I, 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 would, I would check the quality. Usually the paid only listings are higher quality. And I would only go with that kind of a thing. And I would go with everything else first. Um, your Google My Business, make sure that's filled out. Your map listing is completely filled out. Make sure if you have any amenities at all, any amenities, including free parking, make sure to list that you have free parking. Uh, Believe it or not, I don't know if Google is still doing this, but I did get a leak from an actual Google contractor a few years ago that if you have amenities like free parking, they literally have an algorithm that checks if you say you have free parking or other kind of amenities like that, and you do get a boost for offering free parking. So if you have free parking, if you have any kind of amenities like open twenty four seven, you know, uh, free consultation with this, free, free coupon to that, if you come down, free parking, whatever you kind of amenities you offer, list them in your Google My business. Even if Google doesn't have a boost for it, uh, human beings will see it and it's a sale like anything. Every transaction online, every mini decision they make is a sale. And you need to sell them on every mini decision, every mini conversion they make. And you need, uh, and how do you make sales online? You need to list the sale value propositions along with the conversion button for every mini decision and every mini conversion they make. And you have to think of it like this: so it's a decision for them to search. It's a, it's a decision for them to click you. So your title and your and your your business name for local, and your title and your meta description and your reviews all have to be spot on. And then when they look at your listing, it's a mini decision to click you and contact you. You have to have your sales value propositions there of any any amenities, any reasons why they should contact you. Do not make it difficult for them to contact you and do not scare them away with, we're only open two to four and don't call us with stupid questions. Like, like that is not the way to run a business. Uh, not if you want it to last very long. If you have trouble handling the, the call service volume, then get an auto call program or something like that. Don't, don't, you know, don't like, don't, 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 it, you know, I would, I would rather see you lean on the side of, 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 of selling them properly at every mini decision as opposed to like trying to ward them off. Uh, Cause that will turn on you. Google will turn on you all of a sudden. This happens to a lot of customers in the global rankings where they used to have a big long contact form. That was like 20 things you had to fill out. And they're like, well, we want to, we don't want to just answer the phone and then have to talk to customers want to you know we want to do a pre-sale here and I'm like yeah well, this is part of the reason why people are bouncing and going to another site and as we already covered that is a quality factor that's a panda factor right so business listings like you yes you should be on better business Bureau Yelp Facebook Zagat, if it still exists I'm not even sure uh, uh, Amazon all these places you should definitely get links from and stories from local businesses newspapers and charities partner with your local charity partner with local businesses run charity drives Those are golden links for local kind of uh, ranking Um, and Amazon service go to this URL and list yourself as an Amazon service and get ratings and reviews here if you have good ratings and reviews from Yelp or Amazon then you take those those ratings you put them on your page with a review schema that I've proven actually does not give you any kind of a minus although you can bubble up to the manual team so you get the review scheming schema, you just put it on there. You give yourself whatever review they've given you. If they've given you four, three to five stars, then you put three to five stars in your review schema, and then you put the link to Amazon there. So when it bubbles up to the manual team, they go to Amazon and say, Oh, it's true. They actually have those reviews. Good, and you don't get a penalty for it. And last but not least, you do have to have awesome on-page user metrics. You do have to convert. Uh, the panda for local is called Pigeon, and it will give you some trouble. So again, this is all I have and I have more pages and pages more of stuff to do for local uh, That I will cover in this SEO 101 course. Let's move on here I got a few more uh, little little tidbits left for you that I want to get to your questions So here is my suggestions as to how to change your title like look at this title here This title does not differentiate this title does not motivate you need to differentiate and motivate in your title like look at this snippet here this, I would argue, and I have the data to prove it, this kind of title and meta description will get much higher CTR than the previous one. So it still has it still has the keyword in it, but the keyword doesn't have to be left-leaning. It doesn't have to be left-leaning. You get, Kyle tested this, and you get equal ranking for having the, the keyword over here than you do over here. So write some kind of cute or some kind of, um, um, some kind of cutesy, or some kind of uh, sticky, or some kind of clickbaity title, uh, and and uh, it has a call to action. Check out these awesome dog costumes. That's a that's a call to action. Check out. Statistically, it is proven in social a social, psycho, a, a social psychology social psychology. <laughs> sorry, I can't even talk anymore. It has been proven in social psychology, statistically, that people do click. Call to actions more than an on call to action. They will click this title more It's been proven scientifically than they will this title So make sure your title is a call to action It has the keyword in it the main keyword you're going for because that's proper on page And if you're using page optimizer pro it'll tell you that and also put the date in there the the, uh, the the year you would not believe how many extra um, searches and keyword family and keyword cluster searches it gets you ranking for. It also gets Google coming back for freshness and it also seems to give it itself just a boost on its own. I'm not sure if it's because of CTR boost which Holly maintains in her testing is a ranking factor that I can never prove in my testing but she maintains she's proven it. She's a top level black hat so I, I would I would, I would would consider what she's saying and she's shown me the results and so I'm not exactly sure how she's doing it but she has done it And it does uh, increase the freshness and yes it does it is this it, it actually got I got this originally from Eric Ward God rest his soul uh, five years ago at least or maybe even like ten years ago uh, Eric Ward had a little uh, webinar I was on uh, old link Moses and he said that this was a, a thing he did and he saw five percent increases all the time too so this has been a this has been a secret in the SEO world for a long time uh, really people who really know what they're doing do this if you, if you have room in the title And um, the only problem is that, yes, you do need to change it every year. So December, just make sure you have an automated email or an automated script that's going to go through your site and change every instance of 2015 to, you know, whatever, 2018 to 2019. Also check this out. Here's a couple of the things you can do. I like to use caps because it does stand out. This listing stands out when you compare it to all the other listings on the SERP, right? When they start seeing breaks breaks like that, and they start seeing what are these what did i call them sales value propositions every mini decision is a sale and to make a sale online you need the call to action and right beside the sales value propositions so not only does this stand out because it, it breaks it breaks the you know this is just solid text solid text it breaks the solid text uh, up so it stands out the eyes go immediately to this i guarantee people seeing this on on the SERP are going to notice this, whether they click it or not, and if they don't click it, it's because your call to action is not good enough and because your sales value propositions are not good enough. If you have free shipping, if you have 24-hour shipping, if you have a wide selection, you should always say you have a wide selection whether you do or not. If you have the best prices, you should say you have the best prices whether you do or not. You should always put in sales value propositions here and always use, these have also been proven, Social social psychology to statistically have higher conversion rates and these are the five psychology power words. You new now free because or any close synonym. So do you want your dog to look adorable? You bet. Adorable is a synonym for good or free, free shipping or good or sweet is another synonym as well. Um, you know you bet you can do it. Check out you know check is the because is the verb to do check. You know, do this call to action. You want to use these words. Uh, even uh, E Rock, the winner of White Hat versus Black Hat conference from last year, he uses these as well to great effect. And he agrees. And if he won the conference last year, he's got to know something about what he's talking about. And here's another website you can use of a SERP emulator that I think is really good it's uh, websiteadvantage.com.au slash Google SERP emulator. It's really good uh, to visualize what your SERP is going to look like, what your uh, snippet's going to look like. Okay, it's got three more of these uh, uh, tidbits that uh, I'll I'll be covering way more in the course Here's a tidbit that I actually ripped off from uh, from Moz, but it is a good tidbit Remember if you're gonna be writing a blog and you don't want Panda to hit it You need to have a check mark in all of these boxes, right? It needs to be one-of-a-kind information. It needs to be relevant needs to be helpful It needs to be uniquely valuable needs to have a great user experience and be fast they should be adding speed in here. It should be fast and sexy. It, the design can't get in the way of them consuming the information and enjoying the information. And it has to be likely to be shared and and and, and who will amplify this content and why. Asking yourself this is the hallmark to doing white hat linking and white hat social. And like and as I, I say in my report and my audit and my course, if you can't do these things, then don't add the content. If you know for a fact your team is not good enough. Or your 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 content that you write is just boring then don't try to 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 write a, write a blog and, and try and get white hat links in that way Of course I talk more about this. Here's another thing that I, I also give you ever wanted a featured snippet I know the exact formula. I'll give a hat tip to Eric Lantries for this one This is the I know the exact formula you need to use to get a featured snippet here It is pause the video uh, if you want to copy this down but then I will also show the real world examples and show how it's working in the course. And so if you want to get that featured snippet, which I rec- recommend you do, this is what you need to do, something along these lines here. And last but not least, I also have a whole list of the high quality factors and the low quality factors as listed in the Google Raiders guidelines, uh, and that was uh, which used to be the Google Raiders document. It used to be a secret document. Uh, I live by these rules of thumb. And I've been using these for a long time. And uh, I have the high-quality ones and low-quality ones. And if you just like a checklist, you don't like all this checking user metrics that I talk about, you can just go by the list, and it would definitely uh, help keeping your content of a high quality. OK, so those are just some of the tidbits of stuff I'll be going over in my SEO 101 course uh, at the end of every month. Uh, so if you're watching this and it's years later or months later, and you're like, oh, damn, the course is already run," no. I intend to run this every month, the last Thursday, the fourth Thursday of every month. Uh, I intend to run this for my mentor program. So, if you want to know about my mentor program, email me. Uh, it's three hundred dollars a month. It also includes uh, uh, you get two access to two different Skype groups: the mentor Skype group and my white hat versus black hat Skype group. And you get this free course every every month that I'll be going over. And the reason why I'm doing that is because people are asking questions or getting information from Black Hat World they're getting information from other jerk offs here on YouTube who have no clue what they're talking about, who have no scientific data behind uh, the suggestions they're making and the, the courses that they teach. So I'm going to be basing my course and my audit process. All my entire SEO process is based off of all the research that I've done and the scientific single variable experiments that I've done that corroborate with Cora also corroborating. I usually have three sources of evidence. I see it in the real world. I've tested it in a single variable experiment and core correlates. I usually have that holy, the holy trinity of SEO knowledge is those three things there. And, uh, and then the fourth, if Google also says don't do it, then I have four levels of, of confirmation that this is a ranking factor for sure that you should or should not do. So that's what my SEO 101 course is based on. Uh, it's going to be for my mentorship program only because it is that important information. I can't just give this out you know, for free or low information. Uh, You could join the mentorship program. Email me at gmail.com. It's 300 bucks a month. If you just want to take the course once and you just want to talk on the Skype groups, you get the two Skype groups. You get this course. You also get a a, a meeting every week where you're allowed to join in at my test result meeting on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, and you can actually ask me SEO questions where I go into more detail and depth uh, about the SEO questions as well. Uh, The White Hat uh, Skype group gets to watch that meeting, but the mentors and the apprentices actually get to ask questions during that meeting. And that's kind of my tiered level. I'm kind of like Patreon. If you guys know what Patreon is, that's kind of, I do my services. I have the free answers. I have a free, this free show where you can ask questions and I answer them. I have free answer five minute answers on email. Next level up from that is my Skype group, which is 44 bucks a month. And you can ask questions 24 seven of me and Ted and all kind of other SEO experts. And then I have the mentor and you can watch the, the weekly test result meeting, my mentorship program, where you can join the the weekly meeting and ask questions as well, where I go into more detail and more depth. You get to actually influence the tests we're doing and help with the testing. Also, uh, you get that monthly course, and then uh, you get to actually be a client of mine at anywhere from $500 to $5,000 a month, where I'm doing the SEO work, I'm doing the SEO audits and stuff like that. If you ever wondered how Josh's services work, that's the tiered level how they work. Okay, having said all that, so if you want to if you want to join the mentorship program if you want access to this SEO 101 course, email me and we can join my mentorship program. Now, now let us go here to the questions and let's see what we got going on here. What kind of SEO questions I could try to answer? Peter from Poland asks, what is the best way to reduce bounce rate? That's a very good question. Um, I think I know who Peter from Poland is because it's a very open-ended question. (laughs) So like like another guy, Peter, who I think is my mentorship program, who asks a lot of open-ended questions. And so I have to give kind of an open-ended answer. It depends on what's causing the bounce. Is it the speed? They don't like the speed. They don't like your design. They don't like the colors. They don't like the layout. They don't like your, your prices. You need to install something like Crazy Egg and watch where they're clicking and watch the recordings crazy egg is great i don't know if hot jar does this i think it does but crazy egg is great because not only does it give you a snapshot of where they're clicking and scrolling it also does it does tons of recordings where you see where they're moving their mouse and what they're doing if you watch three or four or five recordings at that point you really start to realize what they're not liking on that page and that is invaluable information i've saved websites businesses just from that information alone of seeing where they're not clicking on the page and what they don't like so so I would get crazy egg or Hotjar, and I, if Hotjar does this I'm not sure but I know crazy egg do, does this it does, it does recordings and watch on you know if you have mostly mobile watch the mobile recordings if you have mostly desktop watch the desktop recordings if you have mostly tablet record uh, 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 if you have mostly tablet viewers that's weird I've never seen that ever you're gonna have mostly mobile viewers you're gonna have mostly desktop viewers and if you have both, then look at both, and um, watch the recordings and see where they click. And you can tell—you can usually start to tell what's 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 turning them off, and then you got to fix whatever that is. And you got to just chase it. You chase the clicks until they're getting to the point you need them to get at. Other rules of thumb there, Peter, are always have a call to action above the fold, uh, always uh, for left or right readers. Uh, if you're if you're if you're writing for left or right readers, which is pretty much every language of the West except for Hebrew. Uh, they're left to right readers, right? We start at the top left, we go down to the bottom right. So that's the way our eyes do. We do a we do a Z pattern or a Z pattern for my fellow Canadians. We do a Z pattern and we go from top left to right to bottom to left. And so the call to action should be in the middle or should be on the bottom right. And it should be above the fold, and that's usually what they'll see in the order they'll see it. And it really depends on what's what's turning them off, to tell you the truth. that's kind of like asking. Uh, you know, well, how do I get more dates from girls? It's like, well, what's what's the problem? Is it the hair? Is it the breath? Is it the clothes? You know, you got to fix what's wrong, right? Okay, Keith Keith Smith Keith Schmidt blah, blah, blah. Keith Schmidt I must take a drink cuz I'm going crazy. Keith asks, "Have you run any on-page over-optimization tests? Any recommendations on what to stay away with from on-page death?" Keith, that's a great question. Whatever page optimizer pro says (laughs) Right. So if you don't know what page optimizer pro is one, where have you been? Two? I'm about to rock your world This is what I use hands down. I do not recommend any SEO software that I don't personally use and I know is super awesome Here's page optimizer pro use Josh five for five free credits in their system I Put it in the chat here and uh, it's Page Optimizer Pro. Dot Pro. Use Josh. Uh, Josh Five, uh, and you can get uh, just do the recommendations that they say, and you're going to see some crazy results. Go back and watch previous uh, versions of the show, and you're going to see us talking about those results, and it's nuts.
1: Academically, with over optimization, though, uh, I know that there's been a lot of people that have found like single variable tests showing, you know, the the fall off points, the problem with those tests is there are so many exceptions to the rule that you can find in the field. So violating keyword density, violating any rule you can imagine, there's somebody on page one who's thrown that rule out the window. So without the satisfactory explanation of why that is, uh, you kind of have to weigh it all with a grain of salt because clearly, we don't know everything. And uh, I've been speculating recently that there's probably something like the MC4 algorithm that says when you exploit a minority of factors, Google figures that out and discounts them. So maybe the way these exceptions are getting to the top of Google is they're not exploiting a minority. They're bringing up all of their factors to absurd levels across the board evenly. So we don't know everything on over-optimization. It doesn't work the way people are telling you it works simply because of the exceptions we find on page one.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's no, actually that's right. right. There's. Quite often, a number of, of exceptions, and there's any number of reasons why that's working. Like they may have over-optimized on on-page, but their off-page is really really good, or or they look really spammy, but they've got a really good uh, Facebook following and a lot, a lot of organic likes and stuff like that, and they've got the proper uh, uh, links set up that Google knows about their Facebook pages. So you're absolutely right. You, you can see, you can always see exceptions to the rule. Um, here or there and it's it gets it's impossible quite frankly to to tailor back and then it also gets even more complex with query deserves diversity sometimes excuse me sometimes Google decides that this page should rank because they just want some diversity on the SERP and I know we've had that argument quite a bit on, on how that works and, and and how often it works. I think a little bit more you think a little bit less but again that's what makes uh, that's what makes SEO white hat versus black hat fun because we can debate these things. And um, and you're absolutely right. That's another reason why we should be using your software, Quora, because Cora will also give you a much broader understanding of all the factors, uh, well over 500 factors of what is ranking, what is not. And you're absolutely right. Google very well could have not only that MC4 algorithm, but a number of anti-SEO algorithms. I know for a fact they do. Matt Cutts told me so when I had a conversation with him a few years ago. And the specific one he told me about was the one that I see when you're making links and they're really kind of spammy, low-quality links, suddenly your page starts dancing in the SERPs. And they're just waiting for you to make a mistake. They're just waiting for you to disavow or delete these links or do some kind of SEO adjustment or action. And they might also do this for on-page as well. I've noticed uh, some on-page uh, changes like that as well. So so yeah, you're, you're totally right. Of course, we don't know everything. Our single variable tests, we're very confident in them. And I can show you pages and pages of my results. So I know I know enough to, to rank uh, to guarantee I can rank pages on page one I can guarantee that Uh given certain caveats like you listen to what I say you do what I say <laughs> you, you let me do my work you know uh, those kinds of things you don't argue with me back and forth you know for months and months and months and then say well how come it's not page one yet well well because we haven't done any work yet because we're arguing you know but um but I can't guarantee sorry
1: Oh, and I was going to say that's that's the Achilles heel, like everything has its limitations and the the limitation of the single variable test is if there's an algorithm like MC4 in place, then your single variable test will always hit a limit and stop, whereas Mm -hmm. in the field under natural circumstances, you'll get a different result.
0: Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And so that's uh, (laughs) I love that you're firing back a little bit against the single variable test. Because Cora works on a different philosophy, which is an, an equally important and uh, philosophy, as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, and and core is still, if you if you've never run Cora, that's a problem. You don't have. To, I don't run Cora all the time on every site, but I definitely run it occasionally. Uh, and I definitely okay. always ask Ted and everyone what's going on with their Cora and what kind of correlations they're seeing. And mm-hmm. that is that is a chunk of knowledge that is essential. It's it's in the holy trinity. It is definitely in the holy trinity of of SEO uh, evidence that you need.
1: And don't, don't misunderstand me. I love the single variable testing. I just think it's important to understand their, their limitation and their applicability in areas.
0: Yeah, no, right, exactly. And I was going to get to that. And that, That's why we also need to take our single variable test we're doing. And now we need to actually test it on real websites to see if what we found in the, in, the, in the testing environment applies in the real world. Why? Because that's how science works, right? <laughs> they test in medical in medical science, they test it on a bunch of mice, and then they don't just give pills to human beings, right? Like, like, like willy-nilly, they test it on mice, and then they have to test it on people, right? They have to do a whole bunch of testing like this, right? Before they they're like, okay, now we're gonna give this pill out to a bunch of human beings. Because if you don't, then you get like zombies or something, like something bad happens, right?
1: Yeah, so, yeah. But almost all of like the great discoveries came out of single variable testing.
0: Yeah, and a lot of them were by accident too.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's that's that, yeah, that's again. So yeah, you need all these levels of knowledge and that's why I have my flow chart for evidence. And it's not like it's not like I say, just go with single variable experiments. I have a flow chart showing all the evidence you need and how important they are and how I would rank them. If you have evidence down here and it's contradicted up here, I would believe this evidence here than this evidence here. Uh, I'm not gonna show that graph again because I've shown it enough and people get pissed off when I show it too much. But, Josh, I've seen it already. It's like, it's like like I have kids and like, Dad, stop telling this stupid joke, you know, that kind of a kind of deal. Okay, I want to try and get through these questions. We're almost at the end of the show here. So about 80 million people here have asked for a rank tracker there, Ted. So you've got about 80 million people here who want this. Jordan Pierce is here. Hey, Jordan, how you doing, man? You can join the, uh, the, the uh, show anytime. I should, I should uh, I think I have your email. I should just email you every time. You're welcome to join anytime, man, because we love your stuff. Easy tutorial 101 says, 90% of my impressions are mobile in one niche. Okay, I don't know what that was in relation to though. Ninety um, percent of my impressions are mobile, in one niche. Okay, good for you. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what you're asking. Square Square de- Square Square Design says, do you recommend using a CDN for an SEO boost? Um, I've never noticed uh, any boost for using a CDN. Uh, sometimes it can help with speed. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, so you really just need to test the speed and see how it's going. Oh Easy tutorial con- uh, continues on here. He says uh, In 90% of my impressions are mobile one niche. Can you show us Google engagement metrics in Google Analytics? Can we track back button clicks? Okay, so I already have a video uh, about this So if you go if you find my audit video go back to uh, youtube.com slash J B A C H Y N S and look just go back, a, you know a few weeks to months and find my audit, uh, my free audit video. I show you how I would check engagement metrics in Google Analytics. Uh, But Google Analytics is, is, it's a good tool. It's a free tool. It shows you some things that are a problem, but it does not show you all the things that are a problem. You really need to install Crazy Egg. Crazy Egg, in my opinion, or Hotjar or something like that. Crazy Egg that not only shows the heat map where they're clicking, the scroll map where they're scrolling, but the recordings. The recordings are the best diagnostic tool and you watch five or ten of those, watch the ones where they bounce the shortest, Like just, just sort it by the, the shortest video, and watch, just, just press play, repeat, like, like just keep going, and you watch ten in a row, and you see where they move their mouse, and you see where they scroll, and they always leave the same spot, and you're like, okay, they don't like this call to action, or they don't like this button, or they're not seeing the button, or they're, you know, that kind of a deal. So I would use Crazy Egg, my friend. Uh, Brian asked Ted a question. Uh, Ted answered it. Thank you very much, Ted, for manning this while I was rambling on. Uh, James said, am I missing out on link juice by no indexing my category pages rather than redirecting them to my main money pages? James, my, my answer is, huh? Why are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just a white hat. Why are you doing any of this? Yes, you are, you are stopping the flow of link juice through your site by uh, uh, no indexing certain pages that are, I would presume are in the middle of that flow. Uh, and I don't know why you would want to redirect your category pages to your main money page. I think I know what you're talking about. There is this rumor. I don't know where it's come from in the SEO industry. I don't know what NumNut is talking about this. And maybe he has proof to prove this. And so maybe maybe, uh, maybe I, I, I will eat my words later. But I have no idea why you would... you. This is going to stop you from doing proper on-page on specific pages. Yes, Google has an auto-concatenation program where if you have two pages on the site that are about red apples, the index page is about red apples, and the uh, the you have another page about slash red dot, dot dash apples 2018, and they see that these two pages are about the same thing, so they of their own volition auto canonical them into a cluster and then rank that page as a cluster. Great, but now you have two separate pages that you need to edit for this ranking cluster. It is always better. To break and then sometimes people here are trying to force that clustering by no indexing the category pages for some stupid reason, even though category pages are one of the main things that rank a lot these days for e-commerce, and or they redirect them to the index page, which again you don't need to do that. Usually, when I ask them why you're doing this, the answer I get back from people is, well, because I pointed all my links at the index page. To which I said, well, why'd you do that? That's not a good rank uh, SEO thing to do necessarily either. So uh, you know it's it's uh, I don't know where this theory comes from, and I don't agree with it at all. I don't see that it's beneficial at all. All you're doing is forcing the, is all you're doing is forcing the auto concatenation of 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 uh, oh, the auto clustering of a couple pages. And now, when I want to rank this page, uh, I want to when I want to separate this out. Uh, now I need to break these two apart. These need to be on different content, and I need to run pop on this page and pop on this page. And these, this needs to rank for a different content, and this needs to rank for a different content. So, And this this needs links if it wants to rank, and this needs links if it wants to rank. And again, given that category pages are so powerful ranking in e-commerce these days, Google usually likes to, to grab them. Unless you're using this as some kind of link router, you're doing it wrong. There's better link routers. So again, I have no idea who out there is saying to do this. Uh, if you guys know who it is, tell me. And I'll go on to their show and tell them they're an idiot. Unless they, Or sell, what's your evidence for this? Why are you doing this? Unless it's unless it's Jordan because I like Jordan. <laughs> if Jordan said it, that's great because I like Jordan. Well, but I
1: maybe- don't. I don't understand the the use case of why they would do what they're asking. But academically, if you know if you know, index follow uh, a page, it should still be part of the link graph. It sh- still should contribute to page rank. It just won't appear in search.
0: Uh, I haven't tested it, but John Mueller did recently claim that that's not the way it works anymore. Ah, okay. He did recently point blank say that, no, if you four, four, uh, if we get 4-4 four, four on a URL or we see a no well, index on a URL, it stops the link juice, whether it has follow or not.
1: Ah, okay. So it'll they, discount. They're
0: treating it more like a 4-4 four, four now than, than, they, than they are following it through.
1: Yeah, then that's the, the kiss of death on a page. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I have no idea why people are doing this. It's not going to help you rank. Um, um, I, I'm running the tests right now on Eric Landry's. Bless him. I love the guy. He's a fellow Canadian. You know, uh, uh, he's great. He's très bien, as they would say in his neck of the woods. But um, but he has a, he has a, another ranking theory about using uh, the same. It's, a, it's the same principle where they have three uh, sub pages on a subtopic all linking internally in a mini tree to a main page. And I don't think if that gives you any boost in ranking at all, I think it's just because you made three internal links to a page. And so I'm testing that right now to prove that I don't think it's going to give you any special boost. I could be wrong. And if I am about this theory or any other theory, and if they have evidence to show, I mean, single variable evidence or core evidence, not just in the wild. They did this on a site and the site hasn't tanked yet. Therefore it works. That's not how reasoning works. That's cause correlation fallacy. If they have single variable experiment or Cora or some higher level evidence isolated scientific evidence to prove this works fine Then I'll, I'll hold my hand up and say whoops. I was wrong. You're right I'm the num nut, but until such time I, I don't think that that those things are gonna work and I'm, I'm gonna try and prove it scientifically So I don't know where you guys are getting this from tell me and uh, maybe I can check it out All right, we're over time here. Let me see do I see any more questions any more asterisks for me I don't see asterisks and it's not a question for me. Oh, okay, Christopher Ramsey asks, when getting links, what is the best way to see its value? DA, PA, TF, traffic, site quality? Well, Christopher, next week I'm having an SEO 101 course where I'm gonna go over all of that. So join my mentorship program. I'd be happy to have that course for you. It's more complex than just asking that. It depends, it's relative to so some other factors. So uh, join, uh, join my mentorship program. I'd be happy to go over that uh, during the course. Christopher also says, "I've tried Page Optimizer, and I don't think it works well for low-competition traffic sites." Uh, Christopher, with all due respect, um, it works very well in all those regards. Um, uh, if you want the proof, uh, go to bitly/seo-proof. Put it in the chat: bit.ly/seo-proof. No dashes, all lowercase. S-E-O-P-R-O-O-F. Those are all my use cases, which has linking I've been doing and has audits I've been doing, but it also has like five or six different examples of how we've crushed it using Page Optimizer Pro. And if you if you're a member of my White Hat versus Black Hat group or SIA, they're all crushing it using S- a Page Optimizer Pro. It works, so um, it's a little complex to understand. And so I would just suggest maybe that that you didn't fully. Ah, uh, put in the proper uh, variant keywords. You didn't properly choose the competition, I uh, dude. I would give it another try. It, it seriously, seriously helps. Uh, Dave Keys. Uh, oh, Denise, actually. Uh, oh, Dave Keys. Here we go. Uh, let's filter in a couple um, last-minute questions to see if I can answer these. Don't a lot of these so-called isolated tests ignore the real-world algos? Um, so that was the conversation that that uh, Ted and I were having. It's a little bit more complex than that, Dave, I would suggest. Um, our single variable test, I, as I said, I have never seen a case where, where it didn't work out the way I thought it would. There is the occasional time where you run a core report, and sometimes they have over-optimized on their alt attributes. But that doesn't prove that my test proving alt attributes isn't a ranking factor. All that shows is that there's a fabric of ranking factors and that Google, and, and Ted could be right, that Google could be doing some sneaky little like MC4 algorithm where they're like, oh, we see you. And I, th- I think they are. I already, I already know of a few of them. I see you doing linking. I'm going to start A-B testing your page, see what you do, SEO. Or I see you doing changing on page, changing it again and again. I'm going to drop you for a week. But then after a week, it comes back, and then it goes
1: higher. Yeah, the part of the tests that uh, draw my skepticism aren't the test itself, like they'll test, you know, does doing x get you a boost for doing that x? And those things tend to be true. It's when they find this other data where it says, but if you do x seven times, that drops you to the bottom. And it's it's those things, those over-optimization things that might not be true in the field, and they require entirely different tests to prove those cases.
0: Yes. Yes, you're entirely right. That's why we need to go into the field to try and prove it. And uh, it, that's where John Mueller always says that he used to say, he doesn't say this anymore. He used to say that Panda and Penguin were separate. That spam when we took... Our spam uh, demotions and our quality demotions are totally separate. He used to say that. He does not say that anymore, if you noticed. In the last 10, 20 Hangouts he's done, he's sung a different tune where, yes, spam, quality problems. He always says spam slash quality problems. And so it's entirely possible that exactly what Ted's talking about, that in our single variable environment, these are these are websites that are crawled by Google, right? Like I can show you, uh, I don't want people clicking on it, but people have seen these tests. It, these are regular websites that google is spidering and indexing and so it's not like we have a special google environment we're testing this in these are the real world algos but there might be a, a fabric of or a, a combination of algorithms that come into play that didn't get triggered in our single variable environment because we're only testing single variables so that's why again even though i've proven in single variable environment that 100 exact match query anchor text is perfectly fine and doesn't cause any kind of penalty or demotion whatsoever and that you can add hundred and forty thousand links in a day. There's no such thing as link velocity again We've tested this again and again. There's no problems there whatsoever So everyone can stop freaking out about it. It doesn't mean I tell my client to go do that right just from simple risk mitigation just in case they have some quality problems and They add 140,000 spammy links in a day. That's their exact match. And that's the magic thing that bumps them up for a manual action. So I still use risk mitigation, of course. But in single variable environment, I can prove very conclusively a number of different things. Denise asks, is a high bounce rate bad? We have a review page. People do spend a lot of time on there, but being recorded as a bounce. Uh, I don't know, Denise. Um, A high bounce rate is not bad if you're a blog and they just want an answer and then they go away. That's perfectly normal. Or if you're an affiliate blog site, like an advertorial page, where you talk about how great your X300 JAG engines are, and then they click on on Amazon and go to Amazon to buy that. You'll have a high bounce rate as well, right? Or a high exit rate anyway.
1: Yeah, the daily Dilbert comic strip has nearly 100% bounce rate and ranks number one on Google.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's not that one factor that, that Google is tracking. It's, it's a bunch of different factors in isolation, and you have to look at your user metrics to, to try and guess what's going on there and if something is going wrong there. So, again, come to my SEO 101 course. I'm going to go over what that is and how that works. Or contact me, and I can do an audit on your site. And instead of just getting some general information in a course, I can actually give you the actual information and the actual steps you need to take for your website, and I guarantee uh, positive results coming from Dave Keys, oh, the questions keep coming. Oh no, I need to get to the end of them quickly before people keep adding them. I use page optimizer and it moved a page from eight to three. No other activity. Yep, that's a great one. Um, When you're already as high as, uh, oh, page eight to three. Oh, okay, I thought you meant spot eight to three. Okay, that would have been good too. But page eight to three, yeah, we see that all the time. Uh, uh, That, that we see that all the time. Spot uh, eight to three. Um, um, we don't often see that when you're already on page one. If you're at spot eight, usually we can get like spot six from from on page changes, but it depends on how good your your, your competitors on page is. Um, Joe says you went from page three to one. Yep, we see this all the time. Uh, page optimizer pro works. Page optimizer pro, page optimizer.pro. Use Josh 5 as the coupon code for five free credits. Uh, hi Josh, love the show. Thank you. Do you have a favorite WordPress theme for SEO? Uh, James no, I don't I don't do WordPress Um, my programmers build websites from scratch Um, the best WordPress theme for SEO is the one that serves your customers the best and loads the fastest and uh, Does not get in the way of them converting. That's the best WordPress theme. Whatever that one would be for you Uh, Let's see uh, Dave also believes in alt tags. Yep, well, you should check out my testing. I've proven that they're a ranking factor and they are included in Page Optimizer Pro. Uh, Dave says, but if I doubled the rate of my link acquisition, it may have no negative impact. That's right, I've shown that you can add, and, and John Mueller has long said that link acquisition rate is not a factor that they look at because that's how, that's how White Hats, theoretically in this mystical, it's mostly mystical, uh, mostly mystical world of acquiring links, uh, which I've done right. I made a I made a big huge tell-all article about the conversation I had with Matt Cutts, calling him out and he quit two months later. I don't want to say I was the guy I made him quit but you know uh, I haven't known that in the podcast. He's pointing to himself surreptitiously with fingers. Um, uh, I don't want to say I'm the guy I made him quit but uh, And I got 1400 links from releasing that and that was all essentially in the same two three or four days so that's what will happen right if you if you do it the white hat way and you put out this golden piece of content that everyone lo- goes crazy over and viral you're gonna get like a thousand links in a day so that's gonna spike like this right so there's no there's, there's there is no link acquisition that was just that was just it's just bullshit it's just it's just people making up myths just for risk mitigation like me like five years ago that's probably where people are getting it from I said I don't know what factors Google are using because I haven't been doing a uh, uh, single variable tests uh, very much yet like I am now like like Because uh, I now I have the time and I have, I have a system in place and I can do it um, So here's my best suggestions based on risk mitigation not based on having any knowledge You know make trickle the links in don't use exact match query blah 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 I've proven in testing that you don't have to do any of that There are in very important link factors that you do need to follow or you will run into trouble uh, but it's none of those It's none of those. And so if you want to know what those are, become a mentor and I'll tell you. In the course next week, or you can email me once you're a mentor and you get X number of, depending on what mentorship level you're at, you get X number of emails back and forth with me in a month for me to teach you SEO and what's going on. Okay, James says, thanks, Josh. I actually do not have any content on my category pages. It just lists articles within the category. I was hoping to link those categories to my main money pages through Redirect. Why, why do you want to do that? I don't see any benefit of doing that. Um, why do you have pages on your site that have no value whatsoever? Um, Jordan says, when is Ted adding the local feature to Cora? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ted. Jordan wants it now. So do it because Jordan's cool. Uh, Dave Key says a lot of respect for that article, Josh. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Uh, you checked out my blog lately at the moralconcept.net. I have even more juicy articles. I've been debating. I've been, I've been arguing with Google for the last few weeks with Paul Haar. He's a senior, senior engineer at Google. And we've been arguing. Joe asks, where's the sign-up for the membership? Uh, and Dave says, where do I sign up? Email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com, J-O-S-H-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S-K-I at gmail.com, and I will happily talk to you about the mentorship program. Uh, and, again, if you don't want to sign up this month, you don't necessarily have to. Uh, SEO Fight Club asks, what is the square root of a hippo? It is three fairies dancing on the end of a pin. So this has been uh, the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. If you're interested in any SEO service or have any SEO questions at all, if you want to sign up for this mentorship uh, program or you want to check out the course next week that I'm going to be doing, email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. If you want to talk to Ted about Cora, if you want to find out about Cora, or if you want to talk to Ted more about the stuff that he's doing, Ted, should they go to seotoolab.com is where they should go?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you have questions about anything, just uh, use the contact form. It goes straight to me. Happy to answer questions.
0: But if you want if you want to buy Cora, email me because I have a link for 25% off until Ted decides to turn that off. So don't take long because <laughs> Ted at some point is going to say, that's it. That's enough of a discount. I'm tired of it. Yeah. So email me quick. So, again, if you have any questions, email me at joshpersinscreen at gmail.com. I would uh, love to help you out. And I always say uh, good luck in the SERPs. We'll see you next week. Uh, where's it? Where's the damn stop? There's the shop brackets. Okay. Goodbye. see you.